0: We've all had wardrobe malfunctions, moments when our clothes badly let us down. I'm Susanna Constantine and I've had oh, don't even get me started. I spent most of my life on the verge of a clothing calamity, and some of it caught bang in the epicentre of a major sartorial disaster, which is why it felt natural to return to the subject I love and sometimes loathe in the My Wardrobe Malfunction podcast. Each episode I'll be talking to a very special guest about their relationship with clothes, the ups, the downs and so much else. We'll discuss everything from their comfort blanket to their burial suit and of course hear about their ultimate wardrobe malfunction. But that's not all. I'd love to hear about your experiences with clothes, the wild, weird, the wonderful. I've already had some fantastic responses, stories, photos, even poems about your own clothing mishaps. Please keep them coming. In our pyjama party section, I'll call the person with the most entertaining tale to reveal all. Email help at mywardmal.com or contact us at mywardmal to tell us more. But before that, let's get on to today's guest. The terrific Tan France. Tan is one-fifth of the fab five guys on Queer Eye, the world's biggest makeover series. He's the fashion expert on this monster Netflix show, and the only Brit. He was born in Doncaster, South Yorkshire, and raised in a strict Muslim-Pakistani household. Before Queer Eye, he was a fashion designer in his own right. He's also the host of Dressing Funny, where he makes over comedians and co-host of Netflix's new show, Next in Fashion, which drops this week. So here's a man who truly knows his fashion. He can't have fallen victim to the wardrobe gremlins. Or can he? Well, let's grab the handles, open my wardrobe doors, and find out what's inside. So, Tan, I... I can't quite believe I'm sitting here with you, not because I'm in awe, because let's be, you know, a queer eye is not yeah. as big here as it is in America, yes. but it's yeah. going to become so. And I've watched it and I thought, you know what, I'm going to hate that fucking guy.
1: Yeah. You know, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm,
0: he's just not going to be the guy. And then having mm-hmm. seen you, and I watched your um, thing on YouTube, which is the big show you're doing for Netflix, yes. uh, Dressing Funny. Yes. And I And having read your book, I mean, you are so well qualified to do what you do.
2: It's like you haven't been
0: dovetailed into something. You know yourself far more than Trini and
2: I ever did. Oh, gosh. I don't know if that's true at all. seriously it is. Trust me. Well, thanks so much. Um, Yeah, well, considering I never tried for this, all I ever did was fashion it's all I ever knew um this has been a happy coincidence and and the work that I get to do is just awesome I know that Queer Eye isn't as big as in the UK but it took America by storm shockingly it's
0: the biggest show in America
2: yeah and that's a very strange feeling to go from never being on TV to then having a show like Queer Eye yeah yeah. So,
0: Angel, tell me about what you're wearing now. It's very slick. Uh,
2: thank you. I am wearing uh, a boot that I promised I would never wear, which is a cowboy boot. And in my book, when I was writing it a year and a half, I was like, I'm not going to ever wear a cowboy boot uh, because cultural appropriation is a real thing in America that they talk about a lot. And this is the ultimate white boy shoe. Yeah. Um, but I wore it and uh, and I love it so much. I love a heel. Yeah. Um, a slick black jean, a simple uh, classic tee and a vintage jacket. Yeah, that jacket is very Thanks, very nice. It. Where do you find that? At a vintage store in New York and apparently it's from 1972. It is so cool. Who's it? Has it got a label thanks. in it? It still? has a label you would never know. Like, it's, gosh, it's knows like really.
0: it's been tailored for you, yeah, isn't it? And
2: the leather is like butter. It's just yeah, gorgeous. It's delicious. Yeah, and Really good color on you. Yeah, thanks so much. Thanks so much. So, tern- describe what you're wearing.
0: Oh fucking hell! Do I have to? Yeah, okay, I can't I'm, not interview. I all I can't help but lead. Okay, Go. I'm wearing. Okay, shall I tell you? I've got mm-hmm. two bras on because my tits are so fucking enormous. Wow. So I got two bras on. Do you always have to do that? Only when I when I travel, because when I'm on the train, they yeah. bounce up and down. So I've got two bras. I've got a yeah. swimsuit because it's quite low, the dress, so it's yeah. going. And then I've got two safety pins inside the bra, so, so it doesn't sl- gape yes, open. Yes, yes, Good yes, trick yes. for you. Yeah. And this is a dodo bar or dress. Um, I can't remember where they're from. And assortment of jewelry. Do you feel and-
2: pressure to dress a certain way no. because you're not? No. 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 I do.
0: Yeah. Well, you do because you're very much in the public eye. Yeah. No, I'm but not you're so still much Susanna. No, but you know what? I am fastidious now about looking messy. Wow. Yeah. All right. I've sort of become the person that Trini and I used to make over.
2: <laughs> I love that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's not the case. I'm looking at you, and that's not the case. But maybe yeah. you made it. No, picture. I no, I did. Yeah.
0: This is the first time I've actually thought. I need to focus on what I wear. And I haven't focused as much as I would have done, but, you know, I'm sitting with you and it's the first time I'm sitting with someone who I feel is as
2: good, if not better, than what Trini and I did, so Thanks. I did have to make wow. a conscious effort. Thanks so much. As I say, I don't agree. You guys, I, I, I know you have a lot of questions, but I'm just going to say this: you guys, I was enamored by as a kid. You were probably on the TV, and I'm so sorry to do this because I know that this is not. Okay, the nice I'm way 57 to do it.
0: years old. I'm okay. an
2: old bag. That's fine. Yeah, menopause. There's, there's a bit of fine. an age gap. Yeah, yeah, there's a bit of an age gap. So I watched you when I was an early teen, and I was fascinated by what you did, and I always loved the show, and I didn't think I'd ever, ever be in a position where I'd be doing something of that sort and then we'd be sat here chatting about it. I mean, that is amazing. Did you watch it? Was it a show that you watched with your mum? no my mum didn't watch white TV okay they thought that, and you guys you get, I think you I, you used to get them down to the bras I remember yeah. their bras a lot that would be, have been forbidden okay. I, I come yeah. from a very strict Pakistani family so I used to watch it in secret
0: you also and then it wasn't like because for some young men they, they'd watch it with their mums and they think oh nice they're yeah. in their bra but you knew yeah. your sexuality didn't yeah, you from, from a, a very, very early age.
2: age I mean my mum wouldn't have thought oh he's getting off no. on this because she could tell <laughs> that something was definitely different about me but still I would have been seeing a woman in something that I was not meant to be seeing. Yeah. Um, but I remember you guys always, always hoisting up their boobs. Yeah. Uh, and I was fascinated by it.
0: Yeah. How do you overcome boobs in your show, in Queer Eye? Um,
2: almost, it's weird. Almost every woman I've met has the prob- has a problem with their boobs. They yeah. have not been mentioned in a really long time. They're always wearing the wrong size yeah, bra. Yeah, always. And so I asked them if I can lift them. Yeah. That's the only way you do can you ever do touch it. them? Always.
0: Good for you. Always. Could I'm, you do it as a straight man
2: in no, America? No way. Yeah. No way on God's earth. And I explained to them beforehand. I mean, they know the show now. Yeah. And so, but I go in and say, I'm clearly a gay man. Do you mind if I hold your yeah. boobs? Um, and such they- a
0: gentleman wig.
2: Well, well it. thanks. I, uh, uh, your boobs? I just want to make sure. If I don't know what yeah. they're like, I don't know how to dress can them. Can you
0: hold a woman's boob and know what size they are?
2: No, okay. I can't. But I do know by lifting the boobs if their, um, their bra is supporting them enough. Yeah. And if, if that's not right, there's nothing I can do to their outfit that's going to make them look yeah, right. Yeah, you've got to yeah. get the upholstery yes. right. Yes,
0: But I, the way that, that we used to do it is, I mean, I can see a woman's tits and I yeah. know exactly what bra size they are. That's impressive. But it's like women, and as you, I'm sure, yeah. know, it's like it's always too too
2: small in the cup size, always, and too big around the back. Yes, and now too loose on the straps. And yeah, if I can shove my whole hand in that strap, yeah. you're not getting this. And so many people I've met, yeah, I'm putting my hand by strap. It's so nice many and people, tight. good. So many women, they will wear the bra on the setting that it's set up. From when they purchased it. Yeah. Every woman I've helped on the show has a standard setting, yeah. which is nuts to me. Yeah. And they find it bizarre that a gay man is telling them what to do with their boobs. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, my, my yeah. tits used to be, sorry to bang on about those, but they used to be a C cup and they're yeah. now a G cup. Yeah. And you can't I find it so yeah. hard to look on trend or to be fashionable when you've got big tits, because you either look like a, a dowager duchess yeah. or you look like a slut.
2: Yes, yes, yes. You know, yes. an ageing slut. <laughs> yeah, it is difficult. I feel for the women that I help on the show who have very large bosoms yeah. because I just think no matter what I do, it's not going to make you look the uh, the cool uh, yeah. young chick. Well,
0: they're ageing. Uh, yeah. they're really ageing. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: It's hard. So, what would you suggest? <laughs> I do a lot of layers yeah. to try, try and um, minimize the yeah. look. And I will actually often put them in a minimizer bra, which is horrible to do. I'm wearing
0: a minimizer bra, You kind yeah.
2: of have to. If you want to look a certain way, you kind of have to yeah. accept that a minimi- minimizing bra is going to help. But yeah, I put them in layers so that from the side you can't really notice. Yeah. So you're doing all you can to disguise them, which is actually the complete opposite of what i do preach on the show yeah. i preach that you should accept your body the way it is yeah. if you want to wear a pencil skirt and you've got curves wear that pencil yeah, skirt. Well, they and look great amazing on curves pencil but skirt. back in the day Susanna, you may remember uh there were times when people would say well if you've got curves be sure to wear an a-line skirt no go fuck yourself like yeah. why don't hide those away like let let her yeah. embrace her body there's no shame in it i mean when
0: did you start gaining interest in clothing how old are you? Really, really do young. you remember
2: yeah I um at least seven uh, I was I would go to my granddad's denim factory and I would watch them produce clothing <sighs> and I was fascinated by it mm. and I do think I had just this luxury of knowing how garments were created not only did I think they were pretty I could make a full denim jacket by the age of 10 11 12 I knew how to make and you know but what is very sort complicated. of like pattern cutting or fully fully I knew how to cut the pattern I knew how to then take it and sew every section of that jacket I could do it so meticulously you would never know a 10 year old had made that jacket and it wasn't slave labor I just did it because I wanted to go my siblings didn't work at the factory I was just so desperate to learn I loved clothes as a kid and you know how for Christmas you may have asked for I don't know some toy whatever toy six or seven I had the same request every year because they never got it me. I wanted custom made clothes I knew exactly what I wanted it to be made out of I knew I knew the fit and that's bizarre for a six-year-old
0: that is yeah it's very sort of sartorially precocious yeah that's amazing
2: yeah you have it in you there are some designers who just fall into it and they boggle my mind I don't know how you just fall into that and become something incredible but for me it was a passion from a very very early age do you
0: think you'll go back to that? Do you think you'll focus... Do you, you still have your label? What was no, it? I don't. Kingdom I have three yeah.
2: and I don't have any of them anymore. And I pray I will never start another label okay. just because it was so much hell. hard work. Yeah. Oh, my God, it was hell. I, production, like managing production. If I were a designer who was making my own clothes, for example... If I got to drape every day and then I just passed it off to somebody else who those little elves did everything for me, yeah. wonderful. But that's not that I wasn't doing design for couture. I was doing design for mass, mass market. Yeah, yeah, mass market. And so you design something and then you give it to somebody, but you have to manage every step mm. of the way. And then you've got to make sure it sells because the burden's on you. So no, I have no desire. Yeah. I missed the actual desire, but I have no desire Are to Are quite controlling? A Do you have to get... I am the most controlling person you'll meet. Yeah, I thought you might be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it drives my husband insane. Yeah. I will ask him to cook something and I will watch over him the entire time. Oh my You're not god, I'll right. kill you. You're not slicing that right. I know it's infuriating. I know, you. I learned it from my mom. How are
0: you still together,
2: you and Rob? Oh, it's just bliss. He accepts me for exactly who I am. Brilliant. And he knows that he's going to, If he knows that he can't do a lot. Mm. And so I'm going to take over. So he gets a luxury of not having to do much. I just cook for him. I clean. Like, I complain mm. that nothing's been done right. So I do it all. I'd love to be in his position. He's the luckiest man in the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't fight a lot, thank yeah. God. We, the times we fight, it's usually because he waits about a week after I've worn something. And then he will purchase that outfit, something very similar uh, online. And then we'll be out at an event. And he won't show me what he's wearing, what he's about to wear. And I'll, uh, the driver turns up and he'll come out of the bedroom and he's, it's too late for me to change. And he's wearing something that I wore a week <sighs> prior. Oh my god! It, okay. I, I find it insufferable. Yeah, insufferable. So it encourages. Me. I don't like being. I don't like having a white twin in my husband. Yeah, and so he knows that that will. Force so you have me to keep to it. See, yeah. I mean,
0: it's like it's that hard, the hard line of keeping keeping quiet. what yeah. you're wearing. surprise yes. him, and then worrying that he's going to yeah. turn up in the same. thing I did
2: make the ultimate I'll sacrifice, and I'm going to tell you. This will show you what a martyr I am with my husband. He, um, on our wedding day. I didn't know what he was wearing. He was going to surprise me. I was going to surprise him. Uh, and so uh, I, I came out of the bedroom and I was wearing what I was wearing. And he uh, showed me what he was wearing. And he was really unhappy because his suit wasn't fitting right. And we were a similar size. And so I looked at his suit thinking, oh, gosh, it's really not a good one. I don't want you to go down like this. Like, this is, the oh suit's doing you real God, dirty. what did you
0: say? And
2: so I gave him my suit to wear and he looked incredible in it. And I wore his suit, which was not good. That is such a sacrifice Yeah, and I look back now thinking, you dickhead, why the fuck did (laughs) you think to do that? But I wanted him to have his special day.
0: I mean, what's the time that you find most difficult to dress? Um, Because are you someone, so then being controlling, you're not the kind of person who wakes up in the morning and just grabs something. I am that person. Are you? Do
2: do you, uh, so a lot of people lay their clothes out the night before. Yeah. I'm not that person. I based my, I based my sartorial choices on my mood that day. Always. I can lay out four different outfits at night, and when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, shit, shit, shit. Feel like crap in that. I'm not going to wear it, even though eight hours prior I was all about it. Yeah. And so I wake up in the morning, look at what I got as my options, and then I make my choices. Yeah. When it comes to clothes, I always have a plan. But when it comes to the most difficult times to dress, a red carpet. Yeah. Because people expect you. You must have felt this mm. back in the day. People expect you. To lock a certain way if you are saying that you know Mm. better than most. Mm. And so there's a lot of pressure, Mm. a lot of pressure. And it's an intimidating process Mm. because especially in America where those red carpets are so grand and they're screaming at you to lock their way. You don't know where to lock. And it's an intimidating situation.
0: But in your position, so the whole red carpet thing, it's like, you know, for most men, well, heterosexual men. Yeah. They don't really have the freedom to express. Yes. You know, it's 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 tuxedo. It's tuxedo and it might be in like a jazzy fabric or something. Yes. But do you kind of like take it to an extreme?
2: Oh, yeah. I'm so extra on the red carpet. Brilliant. And that wasn't me before the show. But now I've found this confidence where I just think I'm going to wear whatever I want to wear. I mean, uh, I wore this ridiculous... Stunning couture jacket um, recently at the Glad Awards, and it was not the kind of thing you would ever see a red carpet. But I loved it. I wanted. Yeah. I wanted. What was it st- like? It's hard to explain, but it was like a Maharaja's jacket. It was this beautiful hand-stitched white piece of just glamour yeah. that you would With see. With a Nehru usually.
0: collar and yeah. single breast. Yeah,
2: non-Nehru it had actual silver woven into it and oh. so it was just a very good I'd never seen anything like it mm. I wouldn't even know how to describe it but it was just beautifully done um, it was very ethnic mm. uh, and I wanted to show a piece of my culture and I had henna on my hands also and it was just it was very it was It was extra that's yeah. the best way to describe it it was just very, It was a lot of luck, but it was perfectly appropriate yeah. before I was going I was going to the Awards yeah. and and so, uh, so yeah, that was my most bold look recently.
0: Yeah, I read that you always wanted to have paler skin yeah. growing
2: up. Why was that? So, you know this, you've been to Pakistan. Yeah. And you've probably spent time with other people of colour. Yeah. It wasn't just because I was in a very white community in South Yorkshire. I So, when you grow up in a uh, uh, within a minority community, within a very, very white community, you see all the benefits of being white, and that's obviously appealing. But... I actually felt the pressure because of my own community. It's very much encouraged when you have children, you want to make sure they're as white as possible. The fairer they are, they're going to get a better partner. They'll probably get a better job. They're going to be wealthier. You're going to be successful if you are the palest version of Brown. And so as a kid, I knew from a very early age, two or three, I was too dark. I was too dark. I was too dark. I'm not going to find a good marriage. I'm too dark. So by the age of 10, I found uh, my cousin's bleaching cream because she felt the same pressure as me. uh, And I started bleaching my skin. I did it for a few days. It hurt so badly that I stopped. Was that kind
0: of hair bleach? No, not in that. It was actual skin bleach.
2: Actual skin bleach. Yeah, actual skin bleach. It's called Fair and Lovely. Okay. bath uh, and it's still around uh, and they sell it throughout African countries Asian countries um, Far East Asian countries you see it everywhere fair and lovely fair and lovely which in itself is suggesting that if you are fair you are lovely if yeah. you are dark you are ugly mm-hmm. um, and so I started using that horrible feeling really painful and then after a few days I just thought I'm just going to stick and with being baby dark skin. I baby
0: skin how old were you?
2: I started using when I was about 9, 10 um, so very 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 young mm. but even before then I just I, I desperately wanted to buy it I just didn't have the money to be able to mm. buy it. Uh, and so, yeah, I did it at a very scary age. And when I think of any of my nieces or nephews who are 10, thinking about those kind of things, it's really sad, actually. Mm. Is uh, it still the case? Yes, the pal- 100%. Really? What, one of my uh, relatives had a baby literally just a few weeks ago. And, uh, and I was on Skype with some family members. We, had a, we have a, a Skype group, a conference group. And one of them, the first question, always the first question, is she pale? Really? Always. Is she pale? Is he pale?
0: But that's so kind of um, racist within of your own community.
2: Is. Of course it is. And I, I, I wrote it in my book, and I've had so many people of colour read the book mm. at this point, and it's the one thing that everyone of colour connects with. They say, yeah, we, we have the same in our family. No yeah. matter where in the world they're from, they say, we understand. Yeah. That's the first question they ask in our culture, but too.
0: That's where the title of your book, Naturally turns is yeah. so clever, because there's so many different connotations, yes. and it's your name.
2: and yes. It you was know, really important yeah. for me to call it something that was funny, but also makes it very clear, yeah. this is who I am, accept me as I am.
0: Yeah. Because, we, you know, for for me growing up, it was the baby oil and the tin foil yeah. and, you know, ruining that's, my skin. That's the and funny and thing. Wand- I used and still, to- I'm obsessed with getting tan because I yeah. used to have an allergy to the sun and i yeah. get really oh, bad yeah. heat rash yeah. and i cortisone injections and... <sighs>
2: Just um, yeah. horrendous. I, wa- I used to watch uh, the Caucasian kids in my school so jealous, thinking you get to go on vacation just so you can look more like me. But you're the yeah. same kids who are calling me names yeah. for my skin colour. It was bizarre. Yeah, yeah it was so insane. Yeah. Horrible feeling. Yeah. But now, so people uh, make fun that every now and then I'll, uh, like once or twice a month, I'll post a picture and it, the caption is usually brown and beautiful mm. because I want to encourage people who follow me to accept and love their skin color. I love my skin color now. Actually, it's my favorite skin color. Like I look at everybody else. I'm like, I'm so happy that I'm this color. I don't want to be my husband's color. Yeah,
0: you are so lucky because you are like the perfect. Thanks. You are the perfect tan.
2: Thanks. Yeah, I look at my husband. I think you're beautiful, but I don't want your skin color. Like you have to stay out of the sun. I can stay in the sun for hours and not burn. And so, yeah, I'm so grateful for my skin color now.
0: And do you ever use clothes as sort of armor? Do you? Because I often I'll wake up. It's like if I'm feeling depressed in the morning. Not depressed, but insecure, which yes. is actually quite often now. Mm-hmm. I will, even though I don't go to an office and I'm sitting at my desk and writing, but I will dress like I'm going to a meeting. So yeah. I'll dress to bolster my confidence.
2: Every day. Yeah. Every day. I, uh, if I don't feel like my the best version of being the most powerful version of me mm. i that i i won't wear it i need to put something on my body every day that's going to make me seem a lot more confident than i actually am yeah. i'm actually quite a shy person yeah. i really am and that's why up until this show i was never the kind of person that had a public profile
0: yeah
2: on instagram like i, I was a very private person because yeah. i didn't want somebody to judge me for yeah. my appearance and so now every day that i get dressed i'm like i need to make sure that i look like the most powerful version of myself mm. so they can't come for me yeah but I definitely use clothes as armour, yeah.
0: When you travel, packing your
2: suitcase, so you have your outfit have for every day. I have it down. Okay. I don't plan my outfits, as you know, but I don't like to take a checked bag. I usually am on a flight three or four days a week, minimum. And okay. when we fly so in America, wealthy. it's as... I know. When we fly in America, it's like flying to a Europe, another European country. It's yeah. not close. And so... I've learnt to pack a capsule wardrobe but a a more elevated capsule wardrobe because i'm usually at an event and so i'll take a suit i'll take a couple of shirt options like a couple of t-shirt options i'll take a couple of more vibrant things so i've only got like 10 pieces max in my carry-on and with that i build outfits i I break it off and i make a different outfit every day
0: and in that do you have your comfort blanket what is your comfort blanket
2: my comfort blanket okay there's a couple of things my comfort blanket is my favorite pair of jeans i've worn the same pair of jeans and i've Purchased them in as many washes as they have and in two sizes just because my weight fluctuates. Um, They're the jeans that have been my go-to for like four or five years Mm -hmm. now. It's actually a Zara pair of jeans. People Mm -hmm. assume that when you're in this industry and especially when you're on a show like this, you must... Designer-designer. Yeah, Yeah. designer-designer-designer. And actually, I really do champion the high street. Um, I wore Primark on (laughs) um, a red carpet recently. And the press took the piss. And I was like, take the piss all you want. Like, I love the suit. It was an actual suit. I love the colour. And I couldn't find that colour anywhere else. And it was 35 quid. I'm like, I don't care. I'll get it altered. Uh, and it will beautifully fit to my body. It will look a lot more expensive. And then when they found out, they ripped the piss out of me. Um, <laughs> like hard times of town, time yeah. France. No, I just like that. Yeah. Look. I have this pair of jeans that I've been wearing for years. And on the show recently, one of the executive producers were like, you've worn that pair of jeans. Like, maybe we need to switch it up a little bit more. You're the fashion guy. I'm like, no. I want people to know they should be able to reuse and reuse yeah. and reuse if they feel good in something, wear them. So my jeans, they always come with me.
0: Yeah. And that, um, that are jeans, what you feel most comfortable in. So if you are yes. like slouching around at her, Home.
2: no okay I would be lying if I say I'm always in pyjamas I don't care what time of day it is okay. or, but if I'm anywhere else it's always this pair of jeans you on a flight anywhere that somebody might so actually see at home see me. You could, if you're at
0: home for a day which I'm sure is rare you would once spend the whole
2: months. yeah once every two months I'm home um, I usually get about 18 to 24 hours. Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. I'm going to sound like a bougie bitch, but it's just the case. Mm. There's this beautiful set of silk pyjamas. I uh, It's from one brand in particular, and uh, they send me them regularly, and they're just the most What's comfortable pyjamas. Uh, it's called Sleepy Jones. Oh, um, I know I Sleepy Jones. I love Sleepy yep. Jones. I like so their cotton
0: com- ones. Mm. Oh, yeah, the cotton mm. ones are lovely
2: too. Um, so, yeah, I wear my set pyjamas every mm. day at home. I, and they look super chic, so I don't yeah. care that I'm in pyjamas. Um, and I often say on the show, like, show your partner the best version of you. You see your partner more than probably anybody else. Well, right? not in your case, clearly. He travels with me a lot, a okay, lot, good. a lot. Yeah. And so uh, no matter who I see in the daytime, I'm probably not going to see them again. Like if I pass, pass somebody in the street or somebody's interviewing me or I'm on a show, yeah, I'll get dressed up mm. for them. But I want to get most... Dressed up or look most appealing for my husband. He chose to marry me. He made the decision to marry me. I want him to remember every day. And does he notice what you wear? Does he comment? He tells me every day how attractive he finds me. And I do the same for him. Really? Because I make an effort for him all the time. He makes an effort for me. And I'm not saying I spruce myself up where I look red carpet ready. But I do the best I can. (laughs) Imagine if you did. (laughs) I know. But I do do my hair every day. Every day. uh, Your hair
0: is fabulous thank you very way. much it's, it's yeah. thanks
2: i never thought that i would be known for my hair because yeah. my hair was laughable for so long but it's weird to know that i'm mm. known for my hair across uh, the globe wherever i mm. go people recognize me they're like oh tan france yeah and, and if i don't have my hair out they it's not the same yeah. people ask how i keep my marriage going i keep my shit tight for my husband mm. i make him desire me every day mm.
0: and who tan are your fashion
2: icons Susanna, you're going to think I'm lame, but this is just the way it is. I might not. This person was not known for her style many years ago. People found it laughable, but now I think she's one of the chicest women in the industry, Victoria Beckham. I love her style. I know, I know. But she, uh, she always I said looked, a word. So she, I can tell in your face. She always looks so chic everywhere I see her. I'm like, wow. You look just so good. I want to look like you, Victoria Beckham. Okay. Go on, here's give me your thing.
0: opinion. Okay, here's the thing. I think the way she dresses is great. Okay? Okay. I I, I feel uh, admire her ability to walk in high heels. Yeah. I'm, I'm in
2: awe of yeah, me too. her being able to she do that. She has high heel slippers, which is bizarre okay. to me.
0: But, yeah. you're right, here comes the but. I feel it's not innate. I feel it's too manufactured, and I feel she has a stylist. So someone like Tilda of Swinton,
2: I am obsessed. Okay, well with Tilda she
0: Spinton. has. She's a true yes. style icon yes, because she's done it all herself, yeah. and she will push herself on the line. She's More always hair. pushing the envelope. Whereas Victoria Beckham is, she's just a cliche to me. It's so, <laughs> it's so yeah. try hard. Yeah, that that's. Wow what okay, I I, uh,
2: all right, uh, and here's the thing with when it comes to fashion, everybody has their opinion, mm. everyone does
0: mm. <clears throat> which is the great thing about it, which is
2: yeah. also a lot of the time frustrating when you see yeah. comments online saying, "What the hell are you wearing?" Mm. Everyone has an opinion mm. um but I think Tilda is one of the absolute great she really is she does push style more than anybody else, mm. but then there's also people like Kate Blanchett, who I know she I is agree. a stylist. Amazing, love. But she was. She does have a stylist. I love her stylist. Her name yeah. is Elizabeth Stewart, and I love her um, mm. so much. Um, she uh, she's a guest. She's a guest on my, on my new show, uh, and she's wonderful. Yeah. Um, but she the way it works with these stylists is they show the maraca clothing. So Kate, I know, is still choosing. Of the clothes that are okay, offered to but her, but the choice has been refined. Refined, defi- yeah. But still, it's hard. Like you will see a rack of clothing. There's probably fifty items yeah. on there. You're still choosing. So I do think that she's yeah. very heavily involved in those decisions. So I think Kate is wonderful. She wore this one dress. It was, I think, it was a Givenchy dress that she wore um, to the Oscars. It was lilac, and it had a beaded chartreuse design on the front. Just iconic. I know the one. Wonder- iconic, yeah. iconic, iconic. Yeah. Beautiful accordion pleat. It was just stunning. Yeah. She's she's beautifully dressed.
0: Okay. Okay. So we agree on Tilda and Kate, and we'll agree to disagree on Vicky. So the podcast is called My Wardrobe Malfunctions. Um, You
2: have to tell me what yours is. Mine wasn't actually a malfunction. In England, it wouldn't be a malfunction. In America, it was. Okay. There are many cultural differences. I've been there for 11 years and I've learned many of them. Mm -hmm. Um, There's an episode of, I think it's season one, I should know this, I'm almost positive it's season one, where we go to a firehouse and we make over a fire station. And during that, uh, we shoot in very, very, very hot cities. Um, And it's always in the summer. And so I was wearing, uh, I'm usually wearing a loose fitting shirt. I try and be as uh, uncovered as possible. Mm -hmm. This one particular episode. I was wearing a shirt, like a floral shirt. Floral shirts became a thing. And so I don't wear them anymore. People keep saying the floral shirt guy. I'm known for more than that. Um, but I was wearing my shirt open all the way down to my navel. And I had really nice pecs. And my tits yeah. looked great. And so I wanted to show them <laughs> off. And it was really hot. And so I wore it during the show. And people kept coming over from the fire station saying, "We're we're actually a quite conservative state, like we're a conservative city. City, so can you please do up your shirt? Because they kept thinking that I'd, my buttons were it popping open. And I'm like, no, I've chosen to show my body. Well, if you would, m- wouldn't would mind just covering up more. No, this isn't a malfunction. I truly just want to show my breasts. Um, and so, yeah, and then there's one point where somebody actually did it on camera, came in and said, could you please cover? This is just too much for us. Really? Yeah. And they kept
0: it in. For a guy. I mean, that's so... I know it was so
2: yeah when I think of malfunction I just think something went wrong that shouldn't have gone wrong yeah Uh, for example did you ever see the Nicki Minaj one when they could as she was just about to go on stage the zipper wasn't zipping so she and she was about to perform so she had to hold her and the zipper was at the front so she had to hold her dress the entire time
0: yeah that's a malfunction that's a malfunction and then Madonna at the Brits when she tripped in her cloak (gasps) I mean that it was oh my gosh
2: (laughs) I have watched that on repeat yeah. so many times. I know it's horrible because I, I shouldn't get joy out of it. But, <laughs> it I mean... It, it, it was TV shocking. gold. TV gold. You couldn't yeah. have asked for a better moment no. in TV. It was hilarious and she did not have a sense of humor about it which did made she not? it even better oh my gosh i didn't mm. see i didn't hear any press about yeah. it all i did was watch the the video yeah. on loop was she really upset about it yeah. well yeah with... i
0: mean you know yeah i mean oh, i think no. she really hurt herself oh that's horrible i yeah. didn't realize
2: that okay i'm a terrible
0: person yeah. no you're not but it was amazing that moment it was
2: amazing yeah <laughs> okay wait if i haven't had one a proper one what's yours
0: I've had so many.
2: Like where something, not just where you've not put your zipper up, like something where it's popped open or something ripped. One of the worst ones was at Windsor
0: Castle, and it was Prince Edward's twenty-first birthday party. Okay, and
2: I was sat. I don't know who that is. is that a, a- Queen's child, Queen's child. Okay, oh, for
0: God's sake, get a grip! You don't know who he is.
2: I have never heard that name before. Prince Edward. No, I've never. Okay, he's <laughs> the younger brother of Prince Charles. We've heard of him. Oh, wait, he yes, yeah, so he's the one who married somebody that kind of looked a bit like Diana. Yeah, on the wedding
0: she was, yeah, 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 yeah. She looked a bit like Diana. Yeah, okay, so sat between. Him and Prince Philip, who is the Queen's husband. Do, do you know, know who yeah. he is? I watch okay. The Crown. I love The Crown. Okay. Yeah. So sat between those two. And yeah. I, my father, my guru, yes. had bought me the most beautiful Valentino dress. Yeah. And it was white, cut on the bias, and a heavy silk crepe. And it had it was sort of halter neck. So I didn't have to wear a bra because it was when my tits were still small. Yeah. And it was it was kind of edged in these beautiful sequins. Yeah. And then cross, cross back, yeah. low back, cross straps going... Sitting there eating my soup, and I suddenly—you wore
2: a white dress and you were eating soup.
0: Yeah, it was fine. I, I, I'm a wow. clean eater. I didn't know they were going to have soup, did I? Uh-huh. So I was in <laughs> yeah. a white dress, and uh, and normally it would be the first thing that got dirty, but yeah. it was worse. And suddenly I, f- I felt this <gasps> strap a pop. One strap, not one strap, two strap. My front of my dress fell. My tips oh fell my in the soup. And I was tits just soup. there, I was there with my tits exposed. And no Prince bra. Philip, no bra, Prince oh. Philip looked at me and he kind of went and waved his hand. <laughs> oh my God. And this butler came in with a, a silver salver with two safety pins on and I had to pin it. <gasps> there I was, exposed.
2: It's, wait, I'm sorry to be vulgar, but did your boobs still have soup on them? Or did you have to well, wipe them I off? I had
0: to wipe
2: <laughs> the soup off my Tits at the table in yeah. front of Prince Charles so that, that was my see, word see that's, that's a malfunction
0: yeah that's a serious malfunction that's amazing. but it's a great story So, oh, I, an and you know that story. thing when really terrible things happen yes. to you and I, in your back of your mind you're going yeah this yes, is going to be a great that. story yeah, yeah this is a great that. story oh my gosh yeah. that's amazing you know let's wind the movie forward about 80 years when the very sad day comes and you pop your clogs <laughs> um What would you like to be buried in?
2: I wore a Tom Brown suit. Um, I love Tom Brown. Nice, yeah. I love Tom Brown. I wore a plaid Tom Brown suit for the Emmys. It was the moment I felt the most powerful the most powerful it's fit me to perfection it didn't have to be altered because he makes a lot of the time shrunken down pieces yeah. which are meant to look shrunken down but I'm my petite. husband's
0: wedding he was he was Tom Brown Ah, beautiful yeah. like, it, yeah.
2: it was so, it, he does tailoring mm. so beautifully um, so it didn't have to be shrunken down for me or uh, altered anyway because I'm tiny yeah and so uh, so it fit me like a regular person's suit um, so was it
0: like a, a a brown tuxedo or was it
2: no it was a, a plaid, like a red, oh, okay. white, and blue um, plaid suit, which oh, sounds nice. garish, but it was truly beautiful, yeah. and it had frayed edges, so it was almost like a like an, an, a vintage Chanel, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and it was just it was classic. But with a, a twist of something modern, contemporary. Yeah, I loved that suit. And I would wear it a thousand times over. And, I and
0: have you worn wear it more? Still I haven't. Because it, it I haven't worn sounds it like such quite a statement it's piece. A, a very yeah. much
2: statement piece. Somebody um, wanted to get it for their wedding and they said that they got it in the mail. And they're like, we definitely can't wear that for yeah. the wedding. It's definitely uh, a statement suit. But, and I don't want to wear it again. I want to, I just want to keep it in my closet. And for one day to look back and show my kids or grandkids and say yeah. that, that I won three Emmys in that. Yeah.
0: Okay, so, Tan, this is just a little something.
2: Thank um, you so much.
0: Just to remind you of your home country.
2: Can I open it out? Yeah, of course. Thank you so much.
0: A rustle of paper. letter paper. paper.
2: <laughs> oh, my God, is that a queen's bonnet? It's a shower cap for your hair. <laughs> I for love the famous it. famous hair. I love it so much. Oh my gosh! I'm actually going to use it. Yeah. So, what
0: do you do when you? Okay, because with your hair, we. I was thinking. Okay, that famous hair, that beautiful famous (laughs) hair. When you have a shower, what do you do? Or does it naturally go? So. Imperfect.
2: I hate to style. say this is now day three. I haven't washed it, so oh, I just I wake up. I have washed mine for about a week. Yeah, yeah, I wake up and thankfully it mostly stays like this. I just kind of brush it into place and then it stays like this. And so uh, and so, I usually will cover my hair when I shower just so it doesn't steam.
0: You do so that is yeah. the perfect present yeah, for it Tan.
2: Is. It really yeah. is. Usually I use a crappy uh, hotel shower yeah. cap. So yeah, this is wonderful. Thank you so oh, much, my duh, love. That's actually yeah. really thoughtful. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I could sit and talk to you for days. I could
2: sit and talk to you for days. It's been beautiful.
0: And yeah, what a lot of fun. Thanks. What a lot and it's so nice to be on the other side of the fence asking <laughs> someone else yeah. about clothes and everything. But you've been amazing and good luck Thank with you, everything. My love. Thank you, Madam. Thank you. Oh my god, I'm in love with that man. Tan France is an absolute god. A gentleman and a total sweetie. I'll even forgive him his Victoria Beckham obsession. And now, it's just us. We're in the pyjama party section, the part where you tell us about your clothing disasters. Hello, Sheila, it's Susanna Constantine.
1: Oh, Susanna, hi. So nice to speak
0: to you. Oh, and you... And, Sheila, thank you so much for sending in
1: your story. (laughs) The disaster at the funeral. Tell me about it. Oh, my God, yeah. (laughs) It was a long time ago now, 2007. It was one of my favourite aunts. She was a lovely, stylish lady, my Mm -hmm. Aunt Phyllis. Mm -hmm. And she always looked really good. She could make a sack look well. You know, one of these kind of people. And she always looked richer than what she was for the clothes that she wore. But anyway, I thought I may I may look stylish for this, so I went out and bought a new skirt. It was a knitted skirt, a fine knitted skirt, that kind of flared out a tiny bit at the end. Mm-hmm. And I had a ribbon going through the top of it, a thick, silky ribbon, or satiny ribbon. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't realize, I should have double, you know, like double knotted it. I didn't do that, I didn't realize. And um, anyway, it was at the funeral, and it's a Catholic funeral, up and down the whole time, you know, standing, kneeling, standing, sitting. Um, and I was wearing a pair of high-heeled boots with quite a thin heel on them. Mm -hmm. So I I, I knelt down and... (laughs) Was this at the altar
0: that you knelt down? (laughs) Oh,
1: God, no, it wasn't at the altar. It was about three rows back, two rows back from the Close enough
0: to our Lord. Close
1: enough, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, close enough to the coffin, yeah. And uh, anyway, I stood up and didn't realise that the heel of my boot had caught the hem of the skirt as I stood up, and the skirt... (laughs) <laughs> had slid down. I was wearing thick control pants to pull myself in and didn't really feel it. The tights were thin enough now. So anyone standing back from me and the church was quite full could see my ass. Oh well, my gosh. My, my knickered l- ass. But did you do you,
0: how long did it take you to realise that, <laughs> so that had like, happened? Well,
1: I suppose, yeah, let me think. It was before communion, so it was around the time of the peace be with you thing, mm-hmm. you know. So I suppose maybe four or five minutes I was standing there in my drawers. Like um, Before you yeah. realised there was Before a little draft. Yeah. <laughs> or did someone else did someone else tell no. you? Well, I don't know, maybe they they were enjoying the moment I don't know, no. Nobody told me. I just felt the breeze or the draft or whatever. You I know, on my nether regions.
0: I yeah. can't believe Sheila that the people behind you didn't tell you. <laughs> shame on no, no, them
1: shame on them shame on them yeah but I've got to laugh the, the the rest of the day anyway I was known as a funeral flasher oh for the rest God, of the day yeah.
0: <laughs> well I think I, that I have to say so far has been by far and away the best wardrobe really? malfunction we've had I from know. listeners yeah It's incredible.
1: Very good. Yes. All right. Well,
0: listen, Sheila, the funeral flasher. Um, I wish you lots of love and thank you so so much for sharing that.
1: Not at all. Thank you very much. Keep listening to the podcast. Oh, I will, of course. All right. Thanks again. Big kiss. Bye. 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 You too. Bye. Bye. Oh,
0: that's nearly it. Hope you've enjoyed this week's podcast. If you haven't, please keep it to yourself. If you have, please tell everyone and give us a five-star review and rating, as I'm reliably informed it helps others to find us too. Before we go, thanks to our brilliant house band duo. Find and follow them at Duo Guitar Music. Thanks to the wonderful, wonderful town France. And of course, thanks to you for listening. Catch up again very soon. But until then, my wardrobe is officially closed.